This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Just, uh, it's, uh, in a minute. It's been such a long minute that I didn't even look at our rundown for this. Was show. this our longest? Was this the longest break we've had? Two weeks? Is that the long? Have we done maybe longer? in the last like sixty months for sure? We <laughs> people were people were. I'm talking about Res mostly, but people were very distraught. Res was like, "Thank God I get a break." We were, people were distraught. They're like, "When are you coming back? We need you. We need you back in our lives." Andrew Fantasia and I was like, "What, Andrew?" Who, by the way, is real life Polka Dot Man? If you haven't seen Suicide Squad, he is. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> There's a kid. It's not a spoiler. I, you know, I did say I, I said this to you on a text. So it's that movie is. I don't even like talking about it with people who haven't seen it. I got to see it. I actually watched the movie for the first time in forever. Um, but I don't like talking about anything in that movie except James Gunn is uh, he he. I don't know. See, we we did this a couple weeks ago. I saw a rundown from a few weeks ago. That's why I actually snuck this in there, Brian. Mm. And we said James Gunn directing a Star Wars movie. And Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of, when it came out, remember, we were like, oh, it's like Marvel Star Wars, like that. Yeah. And you watch Suicide Squad, and it's very similar, but very different from Guardians. And it's, and and after watching it, I, he has a very good handle on on characters and all that. And I, I'm not sure if, uh, if I don't even know if he's a Star Wars fan, but I don't know if he's the a voice for Star Wars at the end. I mean, if they hired him, I'd be excited and all, but I don't know if he is the, the a voice for Star Wars. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what is James Gunn's voice? You know what I mean? Like, I, I never really watched anything before Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. He's more... Okay. He's definitely more on, like, the can't be... He could, he could be a Star Wars voice. And the one, one thing that he understood, though, is somebody said, oh... Would you love to do an R-rated Guardians movie? Because Suicide Squad is very R-rated. He said he would only do it if it could be R-rated, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no. He said no to an R-rated Guardians. He goes, because Suicide Squad is R-rated, Guardians is not. And that, I will say, I appreciate it. Because we talk about an R-rated Star Wars movie all the time on this show. And I've been kind of, I think we've both kind of been against it. Cause, and he goes, that's not what it is. And I, and I firmly yeah. believe that is not what Star Wars is. And it might be a fun R-rated Star Wars somewhere, but ultimately I don't think that's what Star Wars is. Um, so I did appreciate that comment um, about, about that. Cause you understand, he understood the properties that he was, he was playing with where one, you're allowed to rip somebody in half and the other one, you know, has a talking raccoon. Yeah. Like it's like, what director or writer wants to like pigeonhole themselves? It's like they want to be able to do like, yeah, I can make this kind of movie and that kind of movie. Like that's how they best sell themselves, you know? So it's like, like Slither is one of his movies, right? I never saw that, but like, I good know movie. It's actually people. Yeah, right. Yeah, for horror, like I know you don't like those kind of movies. I don't really either, but it's uh, that one is you can appreciate if you watch it, you might appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Like he he is able to put himself in both worlds, the maybe 
gross humor, like horror violence, and then also do uh, meaningful storylines and stuff like that. Like he wrote, he he wrote on uh, End Endgame or Infinity War. He put his thing. So like, and like it all worked together. So many voices working together. So like, whatever. Um, get like. Yeah, like why would he? And why, why would he want? Just because he made Guardians of the Galaxy, it was like, why would he want to make a Star Wars version of that? Like, it's like no, like make something new, right? So, I, I I'm very excited to see Suicide Squad too. It looks awesome, and you're giving a glowing review, so that's whoa, pretty whoa, good. whoa, whoa, whoa. You gave whoa. it a glowing review. I did. I but there's a caveat to my glowing review though. It's not for everybody. What's that? I think the critics are making mm-hmm. it sound like it's for everybody, and I don't. Watching it, I've watched mm-hmm. it twice. I don't. <laughs> after I watched it, Aaron's like, "Oh God!" I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a watcher." It. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't. I. I, I like. I, I will give it a glowing review. I would give it a high rating. I would recommend it to you, but I wouldn't yeah. recommend it to necessarily everybody. I will say, my father-in-law had a great time watching it. Um, nice. Yeah, I didn't really know how he'd take to it, and it does stuff in it that he hates in movies and TV, like despises, and he was on board with it. Um, and that's not a spoiler because I'll, I'll tell you and you'll laugh. So <laughs> it's not anything you would think. But it does some stuff. I'll tell you after you watch it, obviously. But like it does some stuff. But I was like, as soon as it happens, and it happens early on, I was like, oh, he's going to hate this movie. And he didn't. And I realized. Right, but right, one, right. Thing, one thing I did with Aaron, uh, Darth Ward, and my father-in-law before, before we watched it was we had a pool, a who would die and who would survive pool. And we wrote down the names. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. And to be honest, I think that added to the movie. Because while you're watching, you're like, oh, scratch and scratch. And so it definitely made it a little bit more fun ha- knowing that you did that with it. So there's that. But I, I, yeah, I would give it glowing reviews. But again, I don't I don't think it's for everybody. It's not for kids, obviously. And um, I, 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 I think most people will enjoy it, to be honest. Um, but some won't. It's a little little graphic you know but um i have seen a lot of i saw a few today where they're like people be like oh, i don't like this movie blah 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 how could they make this movie when snyder has his universe and i was like what where did this come from you know like i think it's possible to enjoy you know the snyder movies in this movie as what they are you know what i mean like they Maybe they exist in the same universe. I'm not sure. It is. It is. It is. One spoiler I will say is um, no, I won't say a spoiler, but it is definitely a sequel to the first Suicide Squad in a very minute way. Mm. But I, but I, as someone who is not really a fan of that movie, very much appreciated that it was a sequel. Like it, it just very, very small. You know, like very small. But you're like, oh, I appreciate that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was uh, I was saying to WGR, our wonderful <laughs> girlfriend, now fiance, Reham, wouldn't it be fun, funny if the first movie we went to see after so long of a lockdown would be Suicide Squad because the last movie we saw together prior to COVID was Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> still Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh yeah, because like, now wow, it's called. <laughs> I actually I. I didn't watch that movie in the theater. I saw it on Crave last summer, and I I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's colorful. Fun. I like the actors. And that was we went to the uh, 
the VIP theater at the one of the theaters that didn't have it. So they had just been renovated. And they were the nice seats that warm up and Ooh. fully not not like yeah, they were all reclined, but like like a bed reclined. Like that <laughs> stuff they talked about twenty years ago exists. And I'm like, wow, I can't wait to come back to the movie theater. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. COVID. Um, so yeah, I, I really want to see the movie. It looks awesome. I'm super excited, but yeah. Yeah, I think- that's right, James. I gotta share with you. I, I am ready to go to the movies and we can do that. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I was as well, and I got x by my wife. I got x on the theater uh, yeah. experience. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't put this by past a WFR yet, but, like, I'm working on it. <laughs> I tried. I, I wanted to go. I, wa- I wanted to go, and I got x so we rented it. But it was whatever. It is what it is. It was fun. Um, well, we Harley Quinn. My- huh? We should do that for my bachelor party. Just <laughs> Just go see it, <laughs> but go see like something really bad, like Goonies. Because Not that Goonies bad, but <laughs> <laughs> what did you do all day? We watched five okay. movies, and then they're just like, "Well, at least they didn't go to the stripper." <laughs> well, one of them was strip tease. I go. That's how often I go to a strip club. I called it a stripper club. The <laughs> stripper club. It's a, I, but, but, but yeah, I know you like Birds of Prey, so do I. But um. I, I, I mean, I don't want to oversell this, but I really believe that Margot Robbie uh, gave her best Harley Quinn uh, wow. performance in the, like like I I thought she was fine in this first Suicide Squad. I was someone who wasn't blown away by a lot of that movie. I thought Will Smith was the best part of that movie, but apparently that was the editing, like the editing geared that. But whatever, uh, Birds of Prey, I really liked her in. I didn't think twice about her. I was like, oh, that's fun. Like I bought the movie. And then um, this movie, uh, yeah, I was I, I this this movie to me, per, the personal opinion, it's all subjective. I thought every every actor couldn't have have been cast per, more perfectly. Nice. Like who? Like I just felt who they got to play the. It was. It's a. It, it just afterwards you're like. There was a, even like I said, my father in law was like, Yeah, everybody was so good. I'm like, everybody like really came to play in that game and apparently they all had like a lot of fun. And like mm-hmm. some of the characters, you know, their their arcs go like this and whatever and and but you never f- bat an eye or flinch. Like every time they do something you're just like, Yeah, like you just everyone was great. In the first Suicide Squad I thought Joel Kinneman, who's uh, Aaron, my wife's favorite actor, I thought he was the weak link in that movie, like I was like, oh. but this one, it's like, oh my god, like nobody else can play Rick Flag than him now. Yeah. It's like it was weird. Like everybody was just so I won't say anymore, but like everybody, in my opinion, subjective again. I just felt like everybody was perfectly cast, and I, I was I'm trying to think of other movies like that, and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, another James Gunn one. I don't know. Like I, I I'm sure there's others that I felt that way. Yeah. But uh, that that uh, you know the the cast I would I would go watch a hundred movies with this cast playing the characters that they play over and over again. Dude, I can't wait. <sighs> now that I built it up too much, it sucked. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Star Wars. Star Wars. Welcome to the Rebel Scum Podcast, Episode Two Two Six. I'm Brock. He's James. Uh. Uh. Bad Batch, almost done. Um, have you watched any more episodes? <laughs> no, but I read what happened in the last episode. 
Gotta say, are we going to talk spoilers for it? No, because I don't even know what the big spoiler is in this. It's the the crosshair thing. That he are that he is acting of his own volition. Yeah, I really thought that was cool when I read that. Yeah, and that's like, see, I don't feel like that's a real spoiler. It's like, oh, well, I'm like, watching they, it, so I don't know. <laughs> like, like with Crosshair, and I was saying this, like, he, they moved away from that, yeah, and then they came back. So it's like, it's good. Like, I can't suggest it enough, but uh. Like that reveal was like, oh wow, that's cool. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, shocked. But I'm like, that's fun. I like that. Like, that's just a cool story. Yeah, that's how I am because I feel, you know, when, when you think about it, like that's how the Empire would be. Like, Luke wants to join the Empire, not because he agrees yeah. with them, but because he's like, what else am I gonna do? I'm gonna join the Empire. And it's like, I like that they kind of will like, you know, not fully, but focus a little bit on, on that. Like, not everybody was against what they were doing like and that's how it is yeah. in war man like you know people aren't against it people buy into it they're like well this is the right thing because x and you're like oh no it's not yes it is so i i really appreciate that and i can't suggest it enough and almost like we kind of saw this coming season two yeah it's so like now me time to finish season one like the story going slow is like, yeah, we're going to sit with these characters for a minute. And it's like, perfect. perfect. So, yeah, here's, a, qu- week, here's Sorry, a question. Ahead. Would you rather one season get to the punchline or would you rather like 10 seasons of just enjoying time with characters? I think this move of two seasons, if not more after it, makes complete sense. Because you went to the trouble in season seven of mm-hmm. Clone Wars to give you these characters like, wow, cool. Like, Obviously, it could be the whole, like, He-Man, G.I. Joe effect where we're making toys right now. Like, fine. But they were still, in those four episodes, you're like, wow, that's really cool. Like, they were all kind of different, even though they were the same character when you think about it. And it's like, yeah, I would love to. And then that was the end of it. And they're like, here's the show. I'm like, oh. So, anyways. Sorry. Suicide Squad has a uh, Bad Batch connection. I heard there was a Star Wars connection, but I read an article and I couldn't make sense of what the, they were saying. So. The, what's uh, the voice of the clones? Uh, D. Bradley Baker. Yeah. Am I getting that right? D. Yeah, D. Bradley Baker. I think. Yeah, yeah. He voices uh, a character in Suicide Squad. I can't tell. Nice. <laughs> but I'm laughing. Not. It's just does that like... something to do with? Does that have something to do with Ratcatcher? Yeah, you, you say, yeah, it's just, okay, it's, it's, it's very ridiculous that they got that. But anyway, that's the connection right there. Uh, Ratcatcher, a lot of people saying Ratcatcher is their favorite character in the in the movie. Not this guy's. Not this guy's. Not this guy's. Is it King Shark? I will not tell you who my favorite character is in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I will say, I went in thinking one character would be my favorite, much like Force Awakens, and I came out. Um, I, I can't tell you who my favorite character is. Man, I can't wait to see all the comments. Like, get to the good Stalin, get to the Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited for Bad Batch too because now I have time to finish. I I finished Hey Man. I finished He Man. Oh yeah, I love that. I finished He Man. It, it so let's just put this in perspective, okay? Bad Batch is like 12 episodes, right? 14. No, it's 16. Okay, and I still haven't caught. He Man was 
five episodes and it took me yeah. a month to get there. So like, throw me a bone. <laughs> throw me a bone on this, okay? Took a while. And it took actually Rob forcing me to watch it. It wasn't even like my own free will. It was like, it was on and the projector and I watched it. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Stop review bombing it. It was fine. As someone who dressed up as He-Man for Halloween, and my mom put a toilet bowl around. I'm not even joking. It was a you know the the old days they used to have um, like stuff that went on toilet bowls, like, like yeah. covers. Someone gave yeah. my parents one that was like oh, like it would look like He-Man's loincloth, and I, my mom actually put that on me for Halloween. My parents were abusive. Let's just. So my dad, my dad has not stopped telling me about that to this day. It's been forty years. He won't stop telling me that I wore a toilet seat bowl cushion on my, on my ass for Halloween when I was like three years old. But anyway, he man, he man, Barney Rubble, Dennis the Menace, Aquaman. That's who us blonde kids had to look up to in the eighties. Okay, so <laughs> that's what we had. And you took Aquaman away from us, Snyder. <laughs> Like you're a weird backwards ginger. <laughs> That's all we had. I was like, when I was a kid, I'm like, when I grew up, I'm going to want to play Barney Rubble in a movie because I got nobody else. To, like, I was like, if I want to be an actor, I got to play Barney Rubble. Someone else. Like, I just, I will, I will, I will go on the journey with Filoni. Even if he's not writing and directing these things, he's putting his name on it. I will follow him. I will, I will follow him to the end. And if it's a failure, whatever. But, like, the show is good. The show is good, and it's taking its time because they kind of knew that they were going to make another – or I don't know how it works with Disney+, Plus, but you know what I mean? I, I, I just, had an I'm idea. Avatar, I'm in season one, and every other episode is Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni. Dave, I'm like, yeah, like I trust him. Like, you just got to let these people try new things, and maybe it works out. Like, I think – at the end of this season, regardless of what happens on Friday on the last episode, it's just like they all it was die. a good show. Cool characters. Bad batch, cool character like I'm like, ooh. It's those, like what what do you <laughs> want from Star Wars? I think Omega is gonna be a very interesting character and they are haven't even scraped the iceberg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's mm, that's interesting. There's a lot there. I, I do want to rewatch the whole series because, like like I said, it's like I do this thing where I watch things at 6 in the morning and I'm not fully awake. So it's like – but, like, I got to say, like, I like the character. I liked, like, like young Hera in a couple episodes. Like, Oh, she's like, in more than one? Spoilers. Yeah, it's like they're, they're in uh, – they're on um, – oh, God. What's the Twilight – what's the Twilight planet called? Oh, uh, uh, Ryloth. Ryloth, thank you. They were on there for two episodes, and like that was good too. And like they they put a they put uh, a clone character that's on there is. It's gonna say Gregor, but that's not Gregor. Oh, yo, Gregor was in an episode, and I was like, he laughed. I'm like, that's Gregor, and then they're like, Gregor. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think, right? I don't. I, I. I can't really keep track of what I watched in the last three weeks, but uh, um, oh god, what was? I forget what. Like, anyways, there's a good story between Chams and Dula, Chams and Dula, and his family, and this, 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 this uh, droid, 
this other clone. I forget. I, I am curious name. to see Cham in the show because my favorite book, Star Wars book, I'm going to yeah. discuss, is Lords of the Sith, and Cham Syndulla is the main uh, protagonist in that. It has to do with Palpatine and Vader basically attacking, or they're going through Ryloth, and and Cham is the leader of like this resistance there. I think it's before the rebellions really become a thing, and he big time attacks them, and it's. I think it's a phenomenal yeah. book. It's definitely worth a read. And but Cham in that was very different from Rebels, and Rebels Cham was very different from Clone Wars. So I'm curious. I, I'm really that is something that I do want to see is Cham Syndulla. Um, but it's like the whole the whole se- season is about like what happens when everything you believed in comes to, crumbling mm-hmm. down, and a new regime gets it. So you like you get to see you get to see uh, what's his face um, Saw Guerrera again. You see Cham Syndulla's point of view you now see crosshair's point of view and like rex is in one episode but like he he you yeah, keep hearing one. about an episode so it's like it's like he's up to something and we haven't fully seen it so it's like now he's a clone that thinks outside the box and it's like what do i do now so it's like it's like the fallout of when the bad guys win so it's like i think the, i think the only mistake they've made is like they worry too much about the hijinks of like oh let's go do on this fun mission it's like we need to focus on that but at the same note like it'll pay off at some point or whatever it's just star wars who cares like it's so that's my thought on it it's like i loved it so star wars i mean like does it change i keep seeing articles and they're clickbait where it's like how the Bad Batch has re reconfigured yes. this. I'm like, how has changed this forever? And I'm like, I refuse to read those. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like, how? <laughs> I refuse. I I guess like I, I was saying the very first episode of Bad Batch. I still maintain if that episode were in live action, it would be considered one of the best Star Wars we ever got. Mm-hmm. I I believe mm-hmm. that. I think it was a solid episode. Um, from there, you can think what you want, but I, I do believe that first episode was some of the best we got. Mandalorian uh, Season 3, Giancarlo Esposito is quoted as saying they have finished Boba Fett, and they will be starting Mandalorian Season 3 very soon, which means Moff Gideon is here to stay. Do you have any thoughts on where this season could be heading, Brock? Like, it just... Not a clue. Yeah, does it, that, it's wild. Does that mean John, Giancarlo Esposito is in Book of Boba Fett? No, no, no. Well... It doesn't mean he's not necessarily, yeah. uh, but it means so. If you read it, it sounds like he's kind of saying, like it's, it's kind of sounds like he's in it. But if you watch the clip, he says, "Well, they just finished Book of Boba Fett. Now they're moving on to Mandalorian." So he kind of says it more like he has nothing to do with Book of Boba Fett. That being said, I don't. Who the hell knows? Um, going back to your original question, though, I think. We're definitely gonna get a storyline where he is fleshed out more as a, a villain, right? Because he's like, it's very interesting where he's like, he's the bad guy, but we don't spend a ton of time with him. But when we do, it's like it's awesome. And now it's like, he's the villain that they didn't get rid of, so he's still around. So like, there's a lot you can go after. And then of course, I would assume another big component would be who exactly has the black saber, right? Who should have the black saber, right? So. I don't know. Um, and I mean, let's 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 all be honest. We want Grogu to come back, so it's like that's I. Those are the three things that like 
We're hoping to see. I, are I, you I are you at all concerned that they might just kill off Moff Gideon in like the first five minutes of the season? I hope not. I hope not. I hope this. But they've done this in TV shows in the past oh. where the big bad survives. Like, oh, they survived. And the first half of, this, of the season premiere is like, oh, that's dead. On to the next problem. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, no, because like you just said, it happens all the time. But the first two seasons are probably some of the best post-Disney post purchase Star Wars we've seen. So we're all happy about it. So let let's let Dave and John do what they do best and just believe in them. Like I don't I don't want to sound like I'm a shill for David Filoni, but like he doesn't deliver garbage. Like not everything is great, but like he puts out something. You like you like you sit there and you listen to him and like yeah he knows what he's doing. So it's like if that's his idea, let him do it. And let's go from there. So it's like, I'm just saying, deliver and give us live action Hondo and Naka. That's got to be coming. He's got, like, Hondo's got to be coming. There's no way Hondo's not coming. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they create a character? He's in Disney World now. Or in Disneyland. Like, it's he's at a theme park. Can so, Brock, I, if we, your parents go to Disney, they're going to be like, I don't know who that guy is. They need He needs to be in live action so that your parents will know who he is when they go to Disney. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to you and me by the wonderful people at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. If you think we're great and you like what we do, why don't you come on down to patreon.com and support us? Got a bunch of things there. Some extra content, some extra things. Here, that, this, then. And uh, support us. And be one of the many wonderful people that we love to shout out on every episode. And those people are executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Hayton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Suna Thron, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Clinton, Dan and Nerds, and the girls with sabers. They have sabers. They have sabers. Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> They're not from Buffalo. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Our first dot today is brought to us by the wonderful people of Patreon. Will the Bad Batch tie into the Book of Boba Fett? That'd be cool. Because... Yeah, wow, I didn't ever even thought of that because you could just have an older Omega in some way. That would be fantastic. Because, like, what don't you do in Book of Boba Fett? You explore what Boba Fett was like, felt like as a, uh, as like technically a clone. I mean, I, I guess they kind of touch on base on it on Clone Wars with him. 
I don't know, maybe not enough. Like, flesh it out, you know? Uh, I'm going to go 75% on that one. Wow. Well, because I'm such so knowledgeable, what am I got? Yeah. knowledgeable in um, Bad Batch, I'm going to go 63%. I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying because I have not seen it. Also, we don't know what it's about, but I think, you know, I know people are, Filoni doesn't do everything on this show. I know. But he has a hand in it. And if yeah. he's going to have a hand in this and that, and you're going to want things to connect, why wouldn't you, you do that? I mean, you brought Bo-Katan in um, and characters like that. So why would you not want to connect them? So I'm going to go 63% on that. Connect them all. Connect them all. Uh, and our next odd, uh, will we get a Cassian Andor trailer by the end of August? By the end of this month, will we see a Cassian Andor trailer? If you're watching, if you're watching and listening to this six months from now, comment that we were right or wrong on these. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it doesn't have a release date yet. I'm gonna go 25. percent I don't know. It would be great. I'd be so for it, but like. I'm going to go full Brock on it. Full Brock. Wow. I don't know when it comes out. I feel like they might not, but also they might. Um, I, I My guess is this is going to be similar to Marvel last year with WandaVision, Falcon, and Loki. We're going to get Boba Fett, Andor, Obi-Wan, a break and then Mando. I feel like that's how it's going to play out. So we might not get anything for it until Boba Fett comes out. Because why? Also, I mean, why? Are we, if if because Boba Fett, they're saying is is December, right? So if that's the first one we get, why would you want to hype us up for the one that comes out after it before you hype us yeah. up for the one that comes out first? So I'm gonna go full Brock though, because maybe we get just like here are three Star Wars movies shows coming out, and we get. Like a combined like sizzle reel of oh my god yeah yeah like that trailer where like they had Stanley talking and then like yeah that was great showed a bunch of, and then showed like this is what's coming after that and you're like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> I'm down with that because that was that was awesome and our final odd will Taika Waititi appear in Star Wars appear in a Star Wars before directing a Star Wars? Will he be a character? Other than um, a Mandalorian, obviously. And I mean like his face. Like not a voice, his face. Will we see his face? face. Yeah. Yeah, because he's IG... uh, What the hell IG? Is he 11 or 88? He's 11. So he's already that, obviously. But but, um, that's in the past. So I'm talking forward now. But we want to see his face. Will we see his face in a Star Wars before... Did he direct any episodes in yep. the second season? The f- no, not the like, second season. Just the first season, the finale. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why not. He knows those guys. <laughs> He's going to be the very first face we see in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi there. Hi, um, how are you? Uh, I'm going to go 80% because it's like, yeah, they're like, hey, it's working on something else right now come over come over to this this cg prison and pretend to be something else <laughs> but like he's visually on screen <laughs> yeah i know i'm with you i'm gonna go 
I'm going to go 70%, 71.5% is what I'm going to do. I figure why not? You've got them. Use, I mean, I think you've got them. Use them. Let it be a good time. But I mean, at the same time, he seems very busy. So who yeah. knows? Who knows? He's busy. So it's probably, it probably won't happen because we both said it would. Uh, all right. You want to go to the uh, news? You ready for the news? Yeah. Holland news, da 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 da. Holland news, da da. Is this the song you're walking down the aisle to? That would be the worst ever. All right, my mic's off. Holland news, the news you need to know right now. The Walt Disney World Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel has been announced that it will open in the spring of 2022. An immersive two-day Star Wars experience that evokes the feeling of being in the movies. The tech will be more advanced than any other Disney experience, including the rise of the resistance of Disneyland and the Star Wars Galaxy Edge lands. The cost, as you might expect, is going to be higher than almost any other Disney experience, too, with the exception of, say, a grand-scale wedding or renting out Epcot for the night. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is revolutionary new two-night experience where you, you are the hero, according to Walt Disney World's website. You and your group will embark on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure that you're of your that's your own. It's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created, one where you live a bespoke experience and journey through, further into a Star Wars adventure than you ever dreamed possible. Uh, the idea is that you're staying in a luxury space cruise so immersive that the hotel's windows looks out into space and you never leave the property unless it's in to board transport to Batu, the land where Star Wars Galaxy Ed takes place. Admission to Hollywood Studios include in the price, as is all of the, your food and non-alcoholic beverages, but the it will start you off at $4,809 for two nights accommodation for two guests in a studio. Uh, and the prices go up uh, five five thousand two hundred ninety nine for that same room if you add a kid, and up to five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars if there's a kid and a third adult in the room. Suite accommodations are even higher. So to compare Disney's most technologically advanced cruise ship, the new Disney Wish includes an aqua coaster water slide ride, a Star Wars bar, and a Marvel restaurant where you can eat food from Black Panther's Wakanda and the Scarlet Witch Sokovia. And set sales next summer. Prices will be about a thousand dollars a night for two people in an ocean view room with a balcony. So if you want to go to space <laughs> without going to space, it's going to cost you a lot. Probably not as much as Jeff Bezos, but what you going to do? Uh, Wait, the... when do we go? When do we? <laughs> when do we leave? I can't even afford to stay in a normal hotel on Disney. Well, Disney it's a good ground. thing this isn't a normal hotel. <laughs> uh, Star Wars fans have been massively excited since Disney announced the imminent revival of a real-world retractable lightsaber. Now the filmmaker uh, has given us our first close-up glimpse of what the device might actually look like. We're even more excited as a result, but not all the fans are convinced. Uh, if you go to their YouTube, uh, it shows a video showcase from Walt Disney and Imagineering appears to show the device in the lab with the blade emerging from the hilt. Blink and you'll miss it, but this is the closest most of us have got yet to see the real-life device in action. Uh, even close up, it's clear the device isn't really a blade of light, and we assume and hope it won't really be able to slice through limbs. But it look, looks a lot more convincing than any other lightsaber replicas we've seen. 
Many fans still can't get over their excitement, saying, oh my word, they really weren't kidding about that lightsaber, while others are, are getting a little picky and aren't convinced by the device's proportions as seen in the video. One fan commented, Disney, please have a better lightsaber at launch. The concept is so cool, and clearly you almost got to it in a finished product, but it's now too bulky and flimsy to be released. And in our final story, the new R2-D2 Tamagotchi will be coming to Star Wars fans' homes on November 11th. Uh, it was announced last week that was uh, on StarWars.com that fans will be able to train, clean, and take care of R2-D2. Star Wars has proven to be a timeless franchise and one that fans are eager to continue exploring. What makes it an absolute thrill to be able to incorporate it into the Tamagotchi experience, says Takayoshi Oyama, manager, business management team at Bandai. The R2-D2 Tamagotchi is an epic collaboration to be part of, and we can't wait to see how fans of the franchise react to this out-of-world, out-of-this-world device. There are two options for the R2-D2 Tamagotchi that features animations of the astromech. The R2-D2 will be able to learn 19 different skills and will also require attention to keep R2 charged, cleaned, and also playing mini-games. These include firefighting and also Dejeric, or what, as we know as Hollow Chest, and other mini-games can be unlocked as well as R2's new owner work to keep R2-D2 happy. And this has been your Hollow News. Hollow News! Good times on the Hollow News. So seriously, I think I just got us tickets to the Star Wars um, Hotel. Not that one. Not the not the real one. It's a fictional one. It's a green screen. Enjoy it. That's wild, though. Just wild. Um, but some people will are going to uh, definitely enjoy it, and uh, good for them. You ready for top five? Let's do it. Top five. So this is uh, five years of doing this damn show. My God. Five years. When we started this, I thought for sure five episodes and we'd black out. And just call it quits. Five years later. Here we go. Top five moments from our first five years. Ooh. I forget what my number five is already because it's so memorable. <laughs> so you can Remember, like, the the top fives were so easy when we first started. And then we made them more complicated. But they were good, they were good times. Do you remember our first top five? Do you remember what our first top five were? Uh, no. Okay, well, that hurts my feelings. Our top five, <laughs> it was top five movies. We ranked the movies top five. At the time, there were only seven of them. And you and I had the exact same order back then. It would definitely be different today, I think. But back then, we had the exact same order of movies. <laughs> and we're like, this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough sell. But we did that. There was no video back then. We didn't do video until like I think week eleven or thirteen or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we did it. Uh, top five moments for our first five years. Um, actually, my number five is is we did we do it. We should do them again, I think, soon with some Patreon. But we do a the vote of no confidence trivia games. And do you remember the one we did where Rob beat Josh from the Den of Nerds? And like the most glorious ending ever. I like it because it was because we were all like baffled beyond all comprehension. So that is my number five. It was just I mean it's more just like those were fun to do and we got to you know, hang out with some people and stuff. But that that one specifically was hilarious. My uh, my number five is also doing the vote of no confidence. I think I was just gonna choose the first one. The first one was like, the best one. Pretty good. 
yeah. No, the first one wasn't not the best one because it was, but it was the best experience because you you set it up at your old work <laughs> like it was a big like theatrical production. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was a lot of fun. And then the one with Josh and Rob is funny because it's like we were like it was like we were mentally preparing to do video conferencing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're ahead of it, ahead of our time. So. That was awesome. Uh, my number four, Star Wars Celebration Orlando. We got to go. Um, Chicago, we did get press tickets. Uh, Andrew went in our place, but Orlando was a lot of fun. That was the one, it was like Christmas time. We were walking down Port Credit where they used to live, and you're like, we should go to Celebration, and we did. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, that was it. We just did. Um, so that's my number four. My number four is that as well. So, yeah, going to Celebration was wicked. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was a great time. Uh, my number, my number three is hanging out with you once a week. Ah, uh, that should More, have been higher, Dick. No, I can't. <laughs> it, it would be, but no. But it was, it was, it was a lot of fun when when I could come yeah. to your house. Uh, but now yeah, this yeah. is you're really the only person that I see outside of uh, people I work with. So <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I, I realize. It's like we haven't seen each other physically in two years because of COVID. But it's just like. It doesn't feel like that because we see each other at least once a week. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I think it's actually officially now officially longer than two years. Yeah, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Right. Your number three. So anyways, yeah, my number three is going to be somewhat similar to number four. I think it was really really cool. I was gonna say specifically, um, celebration chicago that we got media passes for that but i'm gonna say just in general we've been getting media passes to other little events just be, and it's great to like be able to go to these things i like to do and like here you go thank you for thank you for supporting this event i'm like mm. awesome <laughs> and fan expo's coming up in october yeah so october 21st cool. i think yeah, yeah i always um, appreciate when we my, my number two is uh, meeting so many new people virtually, mostly virtually, I guess entirely virtually, but we've met a lot of really cool people for the Patreon or, or on social media. It's been phenomenal meeting and talking to other Star Wars fans alike. My number two is when we were at Celebration Orlando, and even though we weren't together, we both were in the vicinity of George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Stage, and I'm like, what's happening? I was like, it's, it's just like we're already there. I'm like, I can see it. It's <laughs> I security got away that Harrison Ford period. Yeah, was in that building. I was like, wow, they made it happen. He must have got a lot of money. They, security got a little bit mad at me during that because I got right to like the front. I didn't know what wow. was about to happen, and yeah, people were pushing me, and I was like hitting like the 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 guardrail, and I was like, I don't want to, but I'm getting like massacred here by these people. Like, everyone stand down. It's me and the Rancor. My number one happened just a few short months ago when you asked me to be your best man. <laughs> my number one is being friends with you and working on this podcast. <laughs> Do you see why my couldn't, yours is low on the list? Because I had to. <laughs> uh, it's been what a one. Time. And this is our last episode ever. Goodbye. I just. <laughs> No, it's fine. I hope we do it uh, longer. It's weird. Yeah. It was, it's weird. Like Star Wars is funny because when we started it, you get a movie every year. 
it was like nonstop movies. And then like, you know, Last Jedi happened and Solo happened and Rise of Skywalker happened. And like, yeah, we're going to stop with movies for a while. And Josh Trank happened. Tank, Josh Trank, he happened. Like things happened. And I was like, oh, what the hell is going to happen? The Mandalorian was like, whoa, what? And there's been a lot. This is like, a, this last year has really been our, our well, the last, since like Mando ended, this has been, I mean, Bad Batch is around, but this is our biggest lull in like big, big Star Wars news for a while. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It, I mean, and like, it's not like Star Wars is doing bad. It's just COVID. <laughs> so like. COVID? It's, we, I mean, it was nice. We had two weeks of just like chilling and relaxing and living our best lives and. You know, the Jays are back in this country playing in the Sky Dome now, Rogers Baseball, Center. Baby. Yeah, it's back. Thank goodness. Baseball. The world is back to normal. COVID's done. It's a thing of the past. We've moved on from it. <laughs> There's no concern there anymore. I know people are concerned the Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim next year might get postponed. I think it's still too early to tell at this point. Um, but anyway... We'll see what happens when we get there. All right, this is episode 226 of the Rebels Come Podcast. You know what next week is? 227. Jack A. You've been waiting for this episode for five years. Oh, man. Do you think Jack A is on on, uh, Cameo? Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. I hope she is. Have you ever looked at Cameo? Uh, No. It's so it's so cool. There I mean, was I mean, one. Amazing, but like I just like oh I like that idea. There was one on Facebook that would give me an ad, but it wasn't Cameo. It was like that though, where people would send me a message. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but the prices were in um in Canadian, but they were converted from Americans, and some people were like for thirty nine dollars and eleven cents. I'm like, what? Who the hell? Pl-? It's kind of weird. Are you looking to see if she's on there? Yeah. I don't know how to spell Jack A. No, the best part was like I was listening to another podcast and they brought up Jack A and I was like, yeah. Yeah, of course they did. Trying to look for something Star Wars. Jack A. Okay, that's too easy. I wasn't sure if it was a Q or not. Give me a sec. This is gripping content. Give me a sec. Uh, Then I'm just throwing my diecast ships <laughs> you can't see that's all i got for i can't reach anything else right now that's star wars related oh, come on on it first penguin funko nope, pop not on it <laughs> no jack a is on cameo so she can't be on the show so so the last two Funko Pops that I got, by the way, like, nice. and 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 that's a coincidence too. Like, <laughs> it, like it wasn't like I didn't get either one of them. That's the coincidence. Different people got me both. That's the coincidence. <laughs> All right, All we'll right. have to get her on cameo. You're Brock. I'm James. Thanks for watching. Two two six. Anything else you want to say? Stay classy, San Diego. You were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.